You're listening to Past and Present, the Colonial Williamsburg podcast. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm Harmony Hunter. Today we welcome the leaders of two great institutions who have found new ways to connect past and present with their partnership. Joining me now in the studio are Colin Campbell, President and CEO of the Colonial Williamsburg Foundation, and Tom Becker, President of the Chautauqua Institution. Thank you both for being here today. Thank you, Harvey. Thank you, Harvey. Good to hear. Well, Tom, since you're our guest and you're the institution we're less familiar with, or you represent the institution we're less familiar with, tell us a little bit about Chautauqua, uh, their mission and, and what they do so we can understand the partnership that comes about with Colonial Williamsburg. Certainly. Well, we were founded in 1874, so we've been at our work for 140 years. Uh, 100 years after the Revolution, a decade uh, within a decade of the end of the Civil War. It's interesting to think about those, those two events and the creation of this institution, which was really about uh, at a time when people had a very difficult time accessing information. So they created this lovely spot uh, in the shores of Chautauqua Lake, which is near Lake Erie on the western edge of New York State, and created a summertime community. Uh, where people came together and lived in community, but all about learning. Our purpose is, is to explore the best in human values and the enrichment of life, and in doing so, we emulate the uh, kind of community that, is, that expresses lifelong learning as its passion and as its ongoing commerce of the day. So we operate programs in the summer over a nine-week period of time, in that time, we produce 2,200 events. We also have a, a deep investment in the arts. We train artists, and we have our own professional companies of symphony, opera, dance, theater, um, visual arts, and literary arts. Um, we also have an interreligious community. Um, that There's 17 different denominational and religious homes on the grounds. Um, so religion is part of the experience of that community as well, and it's intergenerational. So children to older adults in this idyllic sort of gathering. Again, the purpose is to create an environment in which at a very human scale, in a totally brilliantly beautiful place, people come together and, and enter into a conversation uh, and an engagement with ideas and images and important issues and, uh, and really invest themselves in both learning and provoking discussion. What a grand span of ideas and disciplines and topics. It sounds fascinating. It is fascinating. Mr. Campbell, we know, of course, that the mission of Colonial Williamsburg is that the future may learn from the past, and we look at the lessons of the past and apply them to our present-day citizenship. How does our mission tailor together with that of the Chautauqua Institution? They are remarkably similar, uh, even though that description that uh, Tom Becker has just given of Chautauqua makes it sound like quite a different place. Our missions are very, very uh, similar indeed. I went to Chautauqua first in 2006, and uh, I was giving a talk in their amphitheater uh, on um, from subjects to citizens, uh, the American experience, subject you've heard about before <laughs> from me, and uh, it was quite an experience. Uh, Tom has pointed out uh, the wonderful cultural and physical attributes of the place, uh, uh, as well as the kind of uh, exchanges that go on there, the continuing education effort. And I can only say uh, that I was just amazed uh, by the, the thousands of people who came to my talk, who had that lake 
beckoning them right over their shoulder and, uh, and didn't pay any attention to that lake at that time. They paid attention to what I had to say and they asked tough questions and thoughtful questions and they were very much engaged. And from my perspective, uh, on that occasion, it, it seemed to me very clear that Colonial Williamsburg and Chautauqua had a commonality that we ought to try to press on. And Tom and I have done that now uh, ever since uh, 2006 with a range of programs here and there uh, that uh, speak to that mission that the future may learn from the past. Uh, and I've been extremely impressed uh, with the way that Chautauqua engages its audiences and the opportunity that they provided for us uh, to be part of it. Uh, in the second uh, time that we were around there in, in a significant way at Chautauqua on a program on the history of liberty, we took 15 of our interpreters uh, to Chautauqua and uh, you, we had some of our interpreters performing in those programs uh, to try to bring alive the stories and the messages uh, that were being conveyed in the morning session. And it worked beautifully. And uh, I'm fond of saying uh, that, that uh, we walk in the same intellectual waters, we share the same values, uh, we are committed to engaged and informed citizenship as institutions. And that's what makes us similar. That's what, we, that's what uh, brings us together. Engaged and informed citizens, that's, that's really the theme of the event that brings us together this weekend. We're a part of a conference. You are both part of a conference. <laughs> titled uh, Turning Worlds Upside Down, in which you're examining liberty and democracy uh, in the present era. Tom, how are some of the themes, I think Colonial Williamsburg tends to look at some of these revolutionary themes through a sort of 18th century revolutionary lens. How is Chautauqua bringing a perspective that ties that into a present day global context? Well, I think that the fact that we do that is, uh, goes to just what Colin was saying about how effective our partnership really is. In both cases, our real investment is an engaged and in, in effective citizenry, and there is much to learn from history. Um, if we just stay in a historical context and don't take it into a present consideration, then we affect very little, really, about, uh, about how we govern ourselves. And so what we do in our facility is to invest in all of the trappings of an engaged discussion. You know, so we're designed around you know, a, a human scale of, of dialogue and engagement, both at a formal sense and an informal way. And what we hope is to take the enormous resources of Colonial Williamsburg to look in, in a scholarly and, and disciplined way at our founding and at those principles and try to apply them to not only our current American situation, but how we look at the world around us. And this summer, for example, we'll specifically look at the phenomena of what is uh, unfolding in Egypt and both, again, look back on what did we learn and how are we learning these lessons still today in our form of democracy. And through that lens, what do we see uh, in Egypt and what do our Egyptian guests see in us and then inside that part of the dialogue hopefully an engaged process in which we can all um, be uplifted, learn and, uh, and find room in which we can make uh, effective uh, involvements. You've talked about being uplifted, engaged and educated as citizens. What's the end goal with that? Is it an end in itself to be uplifted and involved and educated, or is there a, is there a, higher, um, a higher goal that you're looking for with citizenship? Our purpose is engagement, is real activity. When you look at the Chautauqua audience, which gathers from 
around the country, indeed from around the world, there's, there's a, uh, both an intellectual and a moral earnestness that is common to all of them, but great differences in terms of the political parties or the economic circumstances or the ideologies that might be um, embraced by any one of them. I think the point is that they come into an environment in which um, they're challenged to think openly and new and critically uh, about ideas. And, uh, and, and our hope is that when they leave there, they're, they're better prepared to find a place for their own contributions to a, a more just uh, society. And in concrete terms, what do you see those contributions being? It, have, it affects school boards, it affects uh, businesses, it affects social groups. Uh, it, it directs young people in terms of what they decide to do with their career paths. Uh, you see that again and again in the Chautauqua experience. It, uh, it enlivens what you witness as the evening news uh, or, or articles. You see past the superficial elements and, and into some of the context that rides underneath that. And I think it makes you... Um, it, make, it makes you not only more informed, but more able to push the context of the conversation beyond the limits of what, say, the news cycle gives you. It's more than just voting. It's, it's a whole ethos. It's a way well, of living. Very much so. It's, it's about a participative life. Mr. Campbell, some of the themes that we're exploring this weekend are very, are very specific in mixing some of these ideas of past and present. What are the, some of the themes that it was important to explore that we are examining through some of our guest speakers and topics and sessions? Well, uh, let me first uh, uh, comment on what Th Thomas had to say and just uh, suggest that uh, with Colonial Williamsburg and Chautauqua working together, there have been strengths in each place uh, that have been shared and therefore, in, I think, improved probably both places. Uh, we have a, an historical context here, uh, and we know it well, and we present it well, and I think uh, it's very helpful to do that in the setting in Chautauqua. They have this ad address uh, to contemporary issues that we have concluded is absolutely s essential for us uh, going forward as an institution. We can't just focus on the history. We have to focus on the, the, the current contemporary relevance of that history. Uh, and that's the question, of course, you've now asked me. Uh, and to me, for example, uh, right today we are seeing revolution uh, in or civil war. And we had this conversation with David Armitage. I'm sure you did uh, in his uh, podcast as well. Uh, whether you call it revolution, whether you call it civil war, whatever you call it, uh, we have these uprisings taking place uh, in critical areas of the world. Uh, and David referred to those in his talk last night. And today at lunch, uh, Robin Wright uh, will be talking about them very specifically uh, in the Middle East. Uh, she'll be talking about Syria and Egypt and Libya uh, and what the impact of those activities is on the world today and what it has to do with the effort to create a democracy. Uh, Robin Wright is an expert on Egypt, for example, uh, and uh, she will talk about what has happened to the democratic experiment, uh, which really it truly was in Egypt, uh, and, uh, and how it's failed at this juncture, where it's going to go from here. Well, that kind of subject uh, and the interpretive programs that we'll be offering here um, starting in just a little while uh, for our, our guests, uh, are to give people some opportunity to think about the link 
between what happened historically and what's happening today, uh, and to see that past is prologue in a lot of uh, circumstances, uh, and that it's very healthy to understand that, and also to learn from it, so that in the future uh, there may be uh, different approaches taken to avoid some of the failures that have occurred at the moment. Uh, and so that's really what I think these programs are designed to show. Uh, among other things, they're designed to show that um, in a revolutionary time, some of the values which are being fought for in that revolution are at the same time being undermined uh, by the conduct uh, of, of the war, the conduct, the activity that surrounds it. Uh, we have a couple of programs at Colonial Williamsburg, a tarring and feathering program uh, out in the streets, uh, for example, which is frankly a statement that the patriots um, could be intolerant uh, of differing points of view. Uh, and that at the time of this heavy concern about the relationship to the mother country and the concerns about uh, the tyranny of the king, uh, some judgments, uh, some values uh, were undermined in the process. And that's the kind of thing that we'll be seeing uh, today. And that's happening in these revolutions around the world right now as well. You've mentioned some of the topics for the immediate future and the, and the locked arms going forward. What are your hopes long term for this partnership between the two institutions? Well, my hope is that uh, the two institutions become more institutionally bound, that is, beyond the relationship that Colin and I have, and, and into genuine directional purposes of the two institutions. Secondly, I think this model of using the, the depth of the scholarship and the expressive uh, lessons of our own forming and our continual forming uh, of this democracy uh, in balance against, you know, what's going on in various parts of the world will be an unfolding um, story that, that these institutions, I think, can combine to, to both tell and engage in over a long period of time. That's my hope as well. I, I couldn't say it better. That's what I hope will happen. And I've every reason to think it will uh, because it works so well and, and it's uh, so timely. It's a brilliant symbiosis of the strengths of both institutions. I'm so glad that you both could be here today, and we look forward to all the wonderful contributions that will come out of this partnership going forward. Thank you, Harmony. So do we. Thanks, Harmony. We're always glad to hear from you. Send comments or suggestions from our webpage at podcast.history.org or find us on Facebook. To support the podcast and other Colonial Williamsburg programs, visit history.org slash donate.